0: What if you're wrong about LGBTQ+, I've been asked many times, and in this episode, I'll give you my answer. I'm also asked, how do you know for sure if you're right or wrong? If you're out there and you're wondering, we have an easy test for you. Non-affirming people trample over others in a quest to be right, but if you're going to say you follow Jesus, you'd better be characterized by lavish, overriding love, and what if you're wrong? Let's talk about all of that and how to know for sure it's easy. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday? So I call you up and you call me down. Would it be
1: okay? Well, hello and welcome to the Freed Hearts Podcast. We're so glad you're here. I'm Robert Cattrall and I'm here with Susan Cottrell.
0: Hi. That's glad it. to be here. No.
1: <laughs> no descriptions today, nothing. Everyone knows how amazing you are. Anyway,
0: I just love you so much. Well, thank you.
1: I do. Thank
0: you. I do. I love you too, I could very go. much.
1: I know. Anyway, hi. Okay. Yeah, welcome all to our world. <laughs> <laughs> We're so glad you're here again. A um, couple of things before we get going. We're going to have fun today. If you have any questions or comments about the podcast, please email us podcast at freedhearts.org. Also, at freedhearts.org, you can find out all kinds of information on how to support us if you'd like to do that, and that, makes, that helps make everything we do possible. Our beloved adventures, Susan's counseling, just connect with us at freedhearts.org. Everything we do is all based there. We are going to talk about faith today, so just a brief or a short disclaimer Everything that we do, our goal is to change the conversation on love and inclusion, to free hearts, to love and be loved. Everything that we talk about is with that goal in mind. We address religion to dismantle the roadblocks that it brings often to love and inclusion. We don't want you to go to church or back to church or leave church. That's that's totally up to you. But we want you to be free of all that stuff and baggage in your head about all of this. So if you get triggered by these faith issues, we understand but you're safe here. We want you to know that you're safe. Our work here is to help prevent that kind of heartache and exclusion from happening. That's why we talk about faith stuff. Yeah.
0: Yes, it is. Yeah.
1: And we are going to do that next couple of weeks. We're going to uh, really dive into some deep waters of theology a little bit. And we're going to talk about, in particular, about that label of being a Christian and how that connects to what Jesus taught and how it may not connect at all for some people to what jesus taught and uh kind of do a christian put it another way yeah please do
0: to say what jesus taught and what many churches teach and believe and do are poles apart they're as far apart as you can get yeah so that's what we're going to talk about yeah
1: for next week maybe the next couple of weeks we're going to talk about that so we thought we would do something kind of lighter today, something kind of fun and maybe something to set a foundation for that conversation. Yeah. And that's the conversation about what if you're wrong about LGBTQ issues and how is there a way you can know for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. So what if you're wrong? Are we so, are we so terrified? Because we get that all the time. What if you're wrong? Are we so terrified of an angry God that we choose to err on the side of judging a person instead of loving them? Unfortunately, the answer is yes for much of the non-affirming church. And that destroys the lives of, of people, entire families, many of whom we then go on to call, or we call our brothers and sisters in the Lord. You know, We just do things, make decisions to just destroy their lives and it just doesn't make any sense to me. So what if you're wrong? We've been asked that many times. And what if it's wrong to affirm same-sex relationships? What if it's wrong to condemn same-sex relationships? It's an important question. And for those on both sides of the issue, it's a question that, that you must answer because what if you're wrong? It's a great question to talk about.
0: It makes a big impact.
1: Yeah, whether you're convinced that it's wrong or you're convinced that we have misinterpreted these handful of scriptures that are used against our kids, either way, we're called to love unconditionally. And we've done a, a really bad job of that. It's not our job to correct and control other people's behavior. God is certainly able to do that and to guide people individually on whatever issue God, the universe spirit wants to talk with him about. We often say this analogy that it's almost like if I'm in the room talking to someone about some sort of issue, I'm convinced I need to bring up with them. And Jesus shows up in the corner and it's not going too well. And Jesus shows up in the corner of the room and says, hey, Rob, do you, hey, Rob, he, he does whisper every now and then. Um, you know, do you want me to talk this person for you? And I'm like, nope, Jesus, I got this. Back off. And that's what a lot of people do. And that's just not our job.
0: Yeah, it's foolhardy. Well, if you're going to do that, do it. But don't then say it's Jesus. Yeah, I mean, we're called to love each other and trust God with everything else. And the only people Jesus railed on were the self-sufficient, self-righteous Never, never the tender-hearted people just doing the best they could do. And if you judge, condemn, reject, shame those in the LGBTQ community and their families, and you're wrong, what's the result? The result is devastated lives, people who want absolutely nothing to do with Jesus that you're convinced they desperately need. And if you unconditionally love, affirm, and accept those in the LGBTQ community and their families, and you're wrong— What's the result? You focused on the heart instead of on behavior, as Jesus did. Love, joy, kindness, relationship, the aroma of Christ. Yeah. So
1: so we get asked that, what if you're wrong? Yeah. And my gut reaction is, well, okay, if I'm wrong, then people, then I've taken love too far. I've taken the anarchy of grace. We'll get to that. I've taken grace too far. I've loved someone that in your mind doesn't deserve love and acceptance. If you're wrong, and the evidence shows with depression, self-harm, substance abuse, suicide, if you're wrong, lives are devastated.
0: Yep, and worse. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I am perfectly okay. I've had people say, I have to stand account, you know, give an account for my behavior. (laughs) Yeah, I'm perfectly okay.
1: You're going to have to answer to God.
0: Right. Okay, if I stand face-to-face with God and I'm told, Susan, you loved way too much— I'm okay with that. Listen to your heart, hear God's Spirit leading you. You can trust your heart here.
1: You can trust your heart. Yes. Trust that voice of the Spirit here leading you.
0: Yes, and trust God with all the rest. And You may not have all the answers. The answers very often come later, not in the instant moment. So if you're going to err, err on the side of love. And if you have to choose between love and doing what you've been told is right, choose love because love is always right.
1: Amen. Say that again.
0: If you have to choose between love and doing what you've been told is right, choose love because love is always right. Well, you said you can trust your heart to hear. And we've been told, well, the heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can know it from Jeremiah? But that's not true. The word there, I just learned this. The word there is not deceitfully wicked. It's deep, Okay, the heart is deep who can know well, that's <sighs> I'm I understand that's completely that that's different completely different. Don't be telling this community or those you're in power over that the heart is deceitfully wicked. That is patently false. Let's
1: unpack that for a minute because if that's the way scripture reads and mm-hmm. you wonder, well, why did they let's just remind people mm-hmm. why would they take something that said, Your heart is deep? Yeah. That's so encouraging. Like that's where the depth. And like when Jesus said, "The spirit will never run alter. out
0: of discovery, self discovery." Yeah. Yes. Why?
1: Why would the religious leaders, somebody, have changed that or manipulated that? Say the heart is deceitfully wicked. Yeah. You can't trust us because who do they want us to trust?
0: Them. Exactly. Not God. Exactly.
1: Yeah. 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 Exactly. And yeah. when, even though if
0: you look at Jesus' interactions with them, the religious leaders and the power mongers, they're the least trustworthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so they're shifting trust from God to religious leaders.
1: And there were times in this that, well, you can't decide for yourself what's right or wrong. I'll tell you. And that was theology for a long time in various denominations. And
0: still is. And
1: and still is either spoken or kind of implied Mm -hmm. in that. So we get asked, what if you're wrong? My response is, well, what if you're wrong? How do you know if you're right or wrong on this? Especially in this time when we seem to be so divided. News and social media almost force us to go to one end of the spectrum or the other on whatever issue we're talking about. Yeah. This, this kind of binary or dual thinking because it offers only two choices, even for really complex layered issues. Yeah,
0: there's no nuance. Yeah,
1: and what happens is we stampede over people in a rush to be right. And Christians with Jesus in common, likewise trample over people in their quest to be right. They choose sides because that's kind of how it's wired now in complex layered questions, gender roles, and providing for the poor, and, and again, how we treat our brothers and the LGBTQ and sisters in the gay community.
0: So many deep things like gender and sexuality. There are professors that study that. There are scientists who study that because there's so much to it. And we're making discoveries all the time about nuance and gender and development in the womb and all of those things. And some guy behind a pulpit has reduced it to a a yes or a no, boy or a girl, period, and rolls right along with it. It's juvenile. It's like what a preschooler would say. Yes. Is this black or is this white? Does this go here or there? And it's very rudimentary. It's very limited in thinking.
1: But it's controllable
0: but it controls people. That's right.
1: And we, we have talked about this before, the idea of why such a binary thinking, and it has to do with, with a procreation among an entire people group trying to survive and just all kinds of things. Yeah. So that whole thinking, this this binary, again, black, white, male, female. And when you start to just don't even go that deep into this. You start to discover intersex people and, and the prevalence of um, gender assignment at birth.
0: You mean when so intersex people are born with ambiguous genitalia, the doctor doesn't really know. So the doctor makes a judgment call that says, "I think maybe this will work better into a female, and this one will yeah. work better into a male." We can manipulate with surgery to change the gender here to line up with our gender binary. And the parents— According to the
1: doctor. According to the Whatever their doctor. decision is. And like,
0: the parents say, you know, they're like, oh, my gosh. And if the doctor says your child needs a heart valve replacement, you say, okay. And so there's all of that power dynamic from the doctor. Yeah. And, and these children—and I've talked to the adults that have grown up with this— the doctors say it this is one surgery that will fix all this and they, the kids who have grown up from it say no it actually all my summers all my summers were spent in surgery right. and i would like to have determined my own had voice, gender yeah. right. had a voice it's non elective i mean it's non consensual elective surgery on a baby so there's a whole movement i just want to put that in there because i think that's really important we yeah. well, we don't understand the depth of damage done by forcing people into a box.
1: Right. And that's about 15% of the people, by the way, are intersex, about the same number as as people who are redheaded. Just putting that out yeah. there. So that's part of that binary of right and wrong on very complex issues. But we seem to go there, either I'm right or I'm wrong. And we've talked about it again. Well, okay, what if you're wrong? That's a good question to ask there. What if you're wrong about that? And for a lot of people, and I, I present this to a lot of people who are really concerned, say, I'll say, well, err on the side of love and trust God with everything else. And that's the real question is, do you trust God enough to do that? Are you comfortable just saying, I'm going to love you lavishly, unconditionally, and whatever I don't understand, whatever I'm confused about, disagree with, I'm just going to trust God with everything else and love you. That, I promise you, that's never the wrong decision. Yeah. So, we know we're called to love people, to include people, to welcome the stranger, to hold off judgment. These are basic religious tenets, no matter what differences we may have theologically.
0: Yeah, these are the basics.
1: Yeah, but in this division-driven culture, we seem intent over, on fighting over differences, really, instead of agreeing on common ground.
0: Yeah, let's split every hair. Yeah,
1: and you hear this sometimes, often, when instead of being willing to have an open conversation— Folks will say, well, I didn't say it, God said it. Or the Bible is very clear.
0: And I always say, you know, I I saw your lips move. (laughs) I know you're talking about it's there in the Bible, but you're the one bringing Uh, it out and interpreting it and using the interpretation in front of you.
1: And God created male and female, and this is black and white. And these flatten um, these issues into into these easy grabs that make people— safe and not have to open the box that they have this issue or God in.
0: And it doesn't work, and it hurts people.
1: Absolutely. And you know what? You know what also it does? It makes God small.
0: Yeah. Any Mm -hmm. God you can explain is too small. Any God you can say, these are the rules from that God, is too small. Any God you can say, well, this is what God thinks about that, is too small. And if you're being forced, asked to believe in that God— You can say sayonara, baby, because that that God is too small.
1: So these right-wrong issues, these limited juvenile kind of responses, they really hurt people.
0: Yes. They
1: really hurt people. And I know many of you out there have been on the receiving end of those, and people say them like they're nothing, but they're crushing. And a lot of Christians, a lot of non-affirming Christians will know that, you know, we should love without judging. We, We should welcome people into our churches but they also want to hold fast to this deep belief that it's a sin, which it's not. Yeah. So they lock into this weird little thinking about, well, I didn't say it. God said it. Or, yeah. as we just talked about you know, a couple of weeks ago, this love the sinner, hate the sin thing.
0: Yeah. You know what those are called? They're called platitudes. And platitude comes from the word for flat. It's just a flat statement. I Just flatten that statement right onto whatever the conversation is, mm. and just flatten it out. We're done talking about it because wow. I've, I've flattened it. and We're done. And it's so false.
1: If you're listening to us wondering about this stuff, and thank you for your willingness to listen when you have these kind of questions, how do we know? So how do you, is there a way to know whether or not what you're saying is right or wrong or, or hurtful or not? And Because I'll tell you, anyone on the receiving end of this stuff well, can tell you very quickly how it feels.
0: Like not love.
1: Yeah. And don't forget, this is not the first time in history that people's deeply held religious beliefs have, have crossed with actual human beings who see things differently.
0: Yes. Imagine that human beings might actually not see eye to eye on everything.
1: So if you're out there and you're <laughs> and wondering. we're going to yeah, crush
0: them into right. submission.
1: So we have a test. We have an easy test. This is easy. You're going to pass. Um <laughs> Yeah, there are no grades. You're fine. We have So if you're out there wondering, or if you want to share this with someone that's wondering, we have an easy test. And this is often where we kind of end up and leave it with a lot of people. And it's the triple S. Speak truth, share a resource, and sashay away.
0: I love that. So
1: you speak the truth, you share a resource for them, and you walk away.
0: I, and I like the sashay away. I that's know. really funny.
1: <laughs> so There's nothing
0: better than sashaying away. <laughs> that's right. That's right.
1: Okay. And so we kind of leave it there. Yeah,
0: we go back to Jesus' command.
1: Yeah, this is the test.
0: Yeah, love God, love others. How does that look? Love feels like love. Throwing your kid out of the house doesn't feel like love. Telling somebody how wrong they are doesn't feel like love. So love God, love others. And again,
1: if you haven't, and we have a whole podcast we just did about this too. Yeah. So if you want to go back, you can go deeper yes. with us on this.
0: And love feels like love. And be and the other test Jesus gave us is being treated the way you want to be treated. Would you want to be treated that way? And that's, if not, then it's disqualified as love. It is disqualified as being love.
1: So that's really, I mean, that's really the test if you're right or wrong. Yeah. Is that, is it love? Is it love to the person on the receiving end?
0: And not some twisted up love idea.
1: Right, which we talked about that. Yes. If If it feels like love to the person on the other end, it's a pretty good chance. Again, you're erring on the side of love. It's a pretty good chance you're on the right track. If it doesn't feel like love, then you got to stop and back up.
0: You know, if somebody's trying to help you with your arm that's out of joint, you say, wait, 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 stop. That hurts, that hurts. You got to stop. And if you're trying to love someone and they're saying this hurts, you got to stop. If not, then your intent is not to love. Your intent is not to love.
1: Yes, I love you, but... That's yeah, right. and the after the butt is what your intent is yeah. is
0: feeling good about yourself, saying, yeah. "Well, I love them."
1: And in fact, like if you, I see you do. I see from the comfort of sitting in my office chair, I see you <laughs> doing all kinds of exercises and stretching. And and there's a common thing out oh, there, me. yeah, is that if it hurts, well, hang on. There's a difference in oh, that's a good stretch. And, oh, ow, 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 that hurts. Stop.
0: Yeah, the woman I'm I'm doing my stretches with right now via YouTube says, if you feel a knife pain, that's your body telling you. What you're doing right now is going to injure us. You gotta stop. And so it, if it's knife pain and it feels like that, and God'll correct us, it doesn't always feel like love. People will tell me, no, God's correction always feels like love. It never feels like a knife pain. It may feel a little embarrassing, a little like, oh my gosh, I gotta, I gotta talk to that person now. It might feel like that, or I gotta change my what I was doing. But it never feels like knife pain. And the, quote, love that's so often visited on this community. It
1: feels like a knife to the like heart. feels like a
0: knife to the heart and then yeah. twisted. And love, one more little tiny piece is love goes out of its way to help. Whereas a lot of what's called love today seems to go out of its way to hurt. So are you going out of your way to help people? Or are you going out of your way to hurt people? And I mean— Real help, not, yeah, yeah. you know, right. what's been called help. You know, I'm telling you all well, you're wrong to help you. No.
1: And 1 Corinthians 13 brings this idea to life as yeah. well. And You know that.
0: Love's like, patient, kind.
1: Holds no record of wrongs, yeah, suffering. Yeah. And even, even if you follow every commandment of, this is the Bible, if you yeah. follow every commandment of the law, and you're doing it really, really well, if you don't have love, if you're not steeped in overriding love as you do those things, then it's just clanging around, just puff and smoke.
0: Puff and smoke, doing no good.
1: It is all about love. I mean, Augustine said, no matter what interpretation of scripture you arrive at, no matter how clear you think the Bible is being or how faithful you think you're being to the words on the page, if your interpretation and your way of life doesn't adhere to the greatest command, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbors yourself, and your interpretation of scripture is wrong.
0: Period. That's an amazing thing for Augustine to say. He he's no slouch when it comes to self, you know, flagellation. Yeah. to hurting yourself and whatever. But that's true. If your interpretation, no matter how you arrive at it, and you clear, clear you think the Bible's being, if it doesn't adhere to the greatest commandment to love, love God and love others then your interpretation's wrong, yeah. period, that's it.
1: And the Bible also says that if you love, you know God, and if you don't love, you don't know God.
0: Yeah. So, you and, know, and, and God is love. So
1: it's, this all, that's like, if you're looking for something the Bible is clear about, it's that. Yes. <laughs> you know?
0: We didn't say it, God said it, and we also yes. said it. <laughs> we heard Jesus say it, and we also said it. Well, Augustine also expands on 1 Corinthians 13. What does love look like? It has the hands to help others. It has the feet to hasten to the poor and needy. It has the eye to see misery and want. It has the ears to hear the sighs and sorrows of men. That is what love looks like. And that sounds exactly like Jesus.
1: Yep. So let's wrap this up here. So that's the easy test. Does what you're doing show up, feel like love to those on the receiving end? These things you're doing with your deeply held religious beliefs, are they received as love? By the other person. Because that's the proof of the test. That's, that's the proof. Would the other person say that you're loving them? Yes. Because they get the final say. That's right. They get the final say. Yeah. So, what if you're wrong? Okay. I'm okay with that. Erring on the side of love, I'm okay with, if I'm wrong about that, we're fine with that.
0: And Jesus never threw in a caution to say, no, don't love too much. Right. Don't spend too much when you, right. you know, Good Samaritan, when you pay for this guy that, to be healed. Yeah. Don't do too much for people. Never. It's not a concern.
1: That's right. And then if you want to be sure in your heart, be at peace about whether or not what you're doing is right or what your beliefs are right or wrong, take the easy test. Is it love? And if it is, breathe. This It's all good. Like I just heard you say, we got gotcha. you. You're, 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 this is all good. Be at peace. Go love like that. My gosh, with all the crap going on in the world and all the pain and judgment and comparisons and shaming and, and mental health issues and all these things, the, what people need to know and believe and hear more than anything else is that they are beloved. Yes. People need to be. Loved and know that they're loved. That's square one and square two and square three (laughs) and square four. You don't need to go much beyond that because if you do that, everything else falls into place. That's right. And if you're going to say you follow Jesus, that better be what you're doing. Yeah. Because that's what you're supposed to be doing. And and we're going to talk about that in the next couple of weeks. Specifically, if you say you follow Jesus. What should you be doing and what are a lot of non-affirming Christians doing? Anyway, that, back to what I was saying before. That's what the world needs.
0: An overriding love like that looks like including, embracing, helping, not judging. And right. that is what the world needs now.
1: All right. You're not wrong. If you're loving like that, you are not wrong. Be at peace. Go. Love someone and start with looking in the mirror and loving
0: yourself. <laughs> and because, loving yourself. And you are beloved. Yes. We love you. We love you. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday?
1: So I call you up and you call me down. Would it be okay? You've been listening to the Freed Hearts Podcast. We have extensive resources and vibrant community for you at www dot freedhearts.org just come say hello and if you have questions or issues or comments about the podcast things you'd like us to talk about reach out to us at podcast at freedhearts.org the music is provided by hannah Catrell, our daughter the grammy nominated saint sinner and you can find out more about her at hey saint please share this subscribe and follow on your favorite platform and thanks for listening